Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, 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 right. Oh, right. Listen, this is New Year, New Us Intelligence. Know what we're doing by now. <laughs> you know, this than is that. podcast number five. five. Got there No, it's six. Well, it might. Yes, we're six. thinking of, of swapping them over. Yes. We're going to record this first, but put it out oh, after. No, you've really started to really confuse, confuse me. the audience. Anyway, well, it's about number five or six. Off in their droves. <laughs> going, I don't care if it's five or six or fifty-six. I'm I've not listening to this more anymore. More important things to do. This is Jenny Eclair. Who are you? <laughs> That old thing in the corner. That old thing in the corner. Yeah, your friend. You got a seat friend. on the um, train today. Before you, you got one very swiftly after me. Well, Don't pull that one. We did. We got on a train together because Judith stayed at my house last night. Still uh, hadn't changed the sheets. I didn't. No, I, I did give it a sweep though. <laughs> I don't think I even got new towels this time. You did get new towels. They're just the old new... They were fresh, but they're old. You just wafted them outside the back door. (laughs) Gave them a shake. (laughs) Listen, I I pulled the duvet back and gave it a sweep for... No, it's all right. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I took old Phoebe... Because Phoebe had been there over the festive period. and I I think I found one of her socks in the bottom. Well, I think she had the festive period as well. Oh, stop it! (laughs) Um, Listen... Uh, nobody knows who we're talking about. That, um, Phoebe, by the way, is my 29-year-old daughter. Um, Judith's got daughters as well. What are yours called? For a minute there, I started to... I thought, I've forgotten the names. That's awful, isn't it? For a <laughs> second. I thought, oh, my goodness. Bad. Sienna is the eldest who Because just got you got married. pregnant when you were on uh, honeymoon. I guess where we were on honeymoon. You were in I Bolton. Know. But you can't call your little girl <laughs> Bolton. And then Ellen, Ellen Bayesian Parker, because Bayesian is from Barbados. Oh, you know. went up in the world, didn't we? Only, we only ever shagged on holiday. Yeah, well, that's the way, you know, yeah. why would you do otherwise? Oh, what a terrible thing. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, 2019, I've, I've just switched my phone off. I don't know why I bother. Nobody calls me anyway. <laughs> I haven't had a job yet this year. What date is it? The 8th? Oh, no, God. nobody calls me either, you know. Awful. Yeah. I mean, they stopped bringing me on the landline ages ago. I've kind of over that. I'm over that. Oh, I get my cold call still on the landline. Yeah, well, that, you're not ex-directory. Why don't you get yourself sorted? Because I like yourself... to chat. Sometimes I just oh, like that thing to I ring see. now you and pretend, again. don't you? You always pretend to me that you don't like them. But well, no, it's a comfort, isn't it? It's a comfort when it, yeah. Hello, will you be my friend? That's really sad. No, what am I saying? Are we going to bother with New Year's resolutions? Yeah, that I was it. I think you were going to say. Yes. Um, I'm going to be quite modest about my New Year's resolution this year. I've been very, very modest. Not try, not you know, because they don't trying work. too hard. No, not trying too hard. So my my specific one is using the food recycling sort of thing that that, that the council leave out for us, which I've ignored for about four years because it's horrible and it's too big to fit in the cupboard under the sink. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. So where do you put it? You know, my sister is proud of hers, crawling with maggots. And is it outside or inside? No, she has it by her sink. She loves a bit of recycling, my sister. Oh. She gets off on it. Does she? Oh, absolutely. Recycling gives her the horn. <laughs> 
She once <laughs> had one though. She had a wormery once for her birthday. She saved up and bought herself a wormery. Oh. It was when she was in another house. She had to leave it because it had gone out of control. She had a very big garden back then. And Are you making this up? No, is this I'm a not. fictional character in one of your books? No. This is actually your sister? This is my real sister in real life, our Sarah. Why would you get yourself a wormery? Why would you go out and buy yourself a wormery? Well, she's, she's never been one for a bubble bath or anything like that. She's hair shirt, <laughs> my sister. She bought herself a wormery and you fed it all the scraps. Yeah. And it came with worms. And the worms eat the scraps and then eventually, months later, a brown goo oozes, oozes out of the bottom of the wormery. And that is the finest um, compost. It's like the gold star rated compost. You know, like us women, well, not us because we're not idiots. We know those kind of women that pay fortunes for face creams. Yeah. Well, you should should put it on a face. Yeah. No, come on, you Of course you didn't, you fool. You can't be as gullible as me. Well, I'm obviously more gullible, aren't I? Because that's one of my New Year's resolutions. Is it? To, to be... be less gullible. Go on. Do you know how gullible I am? Yeah. Uh, the other day, I'm too gullible for Twitter. I had to take myself off Twitter for 24 hours yeah, right. due to gullibility. Go on. Stupid gullibility. Right. You know, um, recently, Greg's came up with their vegan sausage yes. roll. Yes. Have you tasted it? No, yet? I actually would quite like to. I can't wait. Yeah. What's I'm, stopping us? Well, uh, we haven't passed a Greg's no. yet. We're in a posh bit of London. We'll have to get yeah. back to South London. Yeah, we will. Go on. Uh, yeah. And find a Greg's. Well, um, apparently, you know, there was a bit of hoo-ha over this vegan mm. sausage roll. And on Twitter, oh, I'm so stupid, I'm embarrassed to admit this. Somebody had posted what looked like a demonstration outside outside of Greg's in Manchester. Yeah. And purported that there was a, a rally of naysayers of Greg's vegan sausage roll naysayers. People, uh, you know demonstrating against it. Why and would they, I, why would they demonstrate against us the vegan sausage roll? Well Sorry, I thought it'd be some blokes. Mm. Some blokes that were so angry, oh, I see. angry yes. about the fact that, right. you know, Greg's is a, a typically northern yeah. kind of eat meat. Yeah. Even though they do a fine cheese slice as mm, well. They do, yeah. Um and I thought, oh it's those kind of blokes that go, we can't have we cannot have <laughs> vegan. Well it's not a sausage roll if it's not got sausage in it. What's yeah. it well yeah, no, I'm not having that I'm going to go and I'm going to demonstrate yeah. outside Greg's. Um, and I genuinely believed it. And it wasn't. It was uh, a snap from a, you know, those terrible people who are Brexiteers. It was one of their demonstrations. It had been taken from that and somebody had made a funny. Oh, had the <laughs> Yeah, and I had been in comedy for 40 oh, years. And you I didn't, didn't get it. You didn't get it. No, I'm an idiot. And then... Straight after that, there was another thing that was on the Twitter and it was like, um, it was a psychedelic picture and, you know, a bit like a magic eye, but not a magic eye thing. I've never got a magic eye. Have you ever seen a magic eye? No, I don't think I have. You know, when it, you look at a picture and it's all sort of... Oh, oh, I know. And, and then and you have to find the picture. it. Yes, you have to find the picture inside mean. the magic yes. eye and I've never found one. Sometimes I lie. I go, oh, yes, I can see it. <laughs> oh, it's boats, isn't it? It's always boats. Oh, look at the boats. And so, anyway, uh, this thing on the Twitter, it was psychedelic picture, and apparently it said, if you're calm, it stays stationary, it stays <gasps> still. Oh, terrifying. And if you're tense, it moves. Oh, God. Well, you know me. I'm well, a... it moves straight away, wouldn't it? Well, it didn't, and I thought, well, this is odd. I'm weirdly calm. And then uh, <laughs> about ten minutes later, someone said, 
don't, it's nonsense. It doesn't, of course it doesn't move if it takes off. Oh, what kind of idiot are you? And there was me winding myself up thinking, well, I, you know, I can't be this calm because mm. I'm just not, I'm not I see calm. what you mean about the gullibility. Yes, yeah. It, yes, yeah. yeah. Actually, I did something very gullible the other day because I went to see A Star Is Born. Did you? And I was a bit lazy, really, about who was in it, I think. And Did I, and you not know the Gaga? No. Well, I know who Lady Gaga is. Yeah. But, well, having said that. So I saw it and I loved it, obviously. And I found myself saying to someone about it. Yeah. I said, well, whoever played the woman, you know, she is going to be a bloody big star. She's fantastic. She could really sing. And they said, well, it's Lady Gaga. <laughs> Well, she should have been calling you Lady Gaga because you've gone Gaga yeah. in the head. Maybe that's not going to be. Not knowing who the Gaga is. Isn't it? That is just stupidity. It's, it's not, it's not keeping up. It's not. Anyway, no. I've been very depressed. And what. Um, do you remember when I phoned you on New Year's Day? And yes, I do, actually. Uh, you said to me, How are you? And I said, Judith, I am suicidally depressed. <laughs> and you Sorry said, to laugh. Jenny, I've got friends staying and I'm making, <laughs> I'm making them breakfast. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. You left me high and dry. I shouldn't have answered the call, really, but I thought it was just going to be one of your jolly little, hello, happy new year. Never on New Year's Day. Never on. I'm always, that's the lowest I ever get. New Year's Day. You called me and I just fobbed you off. How are you, Jenny? Suicidally depressed, you (laughs) Well, I'm frying some bacon, so I'll I'll catch up with you later. (laughs) What are you supposed to say when somebody well, says Well, not. I'm too busy to deal with you now. Anyway, I've cheered myself up. Do you, do you want to know how? I do. I've got I've got a list of things that have cheered me up. Oh, go on then. Okay, uh, let me just explain my low-level anxiety and career paranoia that happens at the start of every new year. Um, because I have this awful thing, and I don't know how many of, of you listening share this thing, where... Um, once a year is over, I cancel myself out. I kind of return to factory settings <laughs> on the 1st of January. And I my sli- slate is entirely clean. That's, and I, dreadful, I believe that I have done nothing and I have everything to prove. Oh, God. Well, that's the most extreme New Year's resolution ever. Yeah, but it just happens naturally. Oh, I don't want goodness. it. It's not planned. It just happens Back to factory settings, I have done nothing, I have everything to prove, and nobody is phoning me because it's New Year's Day, it's a bank holiday, oh, yeah. and I'm not getting any work, and so therefore I'm useless and rubbish, and, and uh, hence the so sort of... you have to start all over again, yeah. every every January the every, 1st? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you must be tired I'm to live so with. tired, I'm so... I'm, not only am I tired to live, I am exhausted from this. Well, I'm not surprised, yeah, don't no. waste any January the 6th, for God's sake. No, you, Judith, it's the 8th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Anyway. Anyway, back to factory settings. Okay. Well, that is depressing. Yeah, I know. So, uh, so celebrities you... have cheered me up. Right. In yeah. what way? Uh, their antics, their ridiculous, stupid antics. Oh. And um, how do you know about them? Because I, I read the Daily Mail uh, sidebar of shame. Do you? You I don't do I that. No, do I don't really. I know what it is, and I have why wandered don't you do there. It? What do you do? Doesn't, don't get off on it. Doesn't you know why? Not interested. Well, first of all, I don't know who half of them are, but uh, no, well, it doesn't really hit the spot for me. But why does it? What? Well, go on. So, so okay. you think? Well, I'm, I'm don't feel that I'm doing very well, which is nonsense, by the way. But ha! You think I'm doing badly? Look at this lot. Is that well, how? It no, works? it's not. No, it's not. It's just. Oh. It's it's total 100% just distraction it's just a distraction device that's all oh, I'm not okay. comparing myself because I don't actually feel like I, I live in the same world <laughs> you know once on this podcast I said I never burped in my life this room makes me burp I am allergic 
to the podcast room. Oh, dear. It gives me the burst. I'm not even going to tell you what she did before Daisy arrived in the room. Not even going to tell them. I had to. You did. You actually did. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Well, I think you should before a podcast. Make yourself comfortable. Good job you're not an air hostess. I'll tell you a story. You know, we've got a guest coming later, Helen Ledra. I don't know whether Helen Ledra knows this, but once she made me laugh so hard on the phone, I shat my (laughs) pyjamas. Have you ever told her? I don't know. I I think I have told her. Maybe it's an overshare. It's it's the only way I know to introduce her. Anyway, what were you saying? The Daily Bar of Shashay. That cheered you up. I like looking at celebrities and their antics. This Mm. this week, it's been um, Madonna's bum. Mm. Um, has she or has she not had a butt lift? Oh, God, Have really? you seen the pictures? No, I haven't. Oh, wow. OK, so there are these pictures of Madonna, and obviously Madonna can do what she likes. Mm. We're all, you know, grown-up women, etc. So, But actually, this is somewhere, this is something I disagree with. I think that there's... Um, all under the cosh at the moment that all us women have to hold hands and agree with each other, regardless of whether one of us have done something really stupid. And I th- actually think think having butt lifts is one of the stupidest things that somebody can opt to do and pay for because women are dying of this operation. It's are only, they really? Yeah, they're, they're, mm. it's one of the highest... Um, Instance of uh, it's the, the operation that has the highest death rate. Good heavens! Because people go to all sorts of extraordinary places to have it done, and there's all sorts of charlatans injecting women with rubbish. So, so you just have to go back to basics here for me. Is it so they're having their bottoms uplifted, accentuated, accentuated more than uplifted? Are they really? Yes, yes. I quite like the fact that my bottoms disappeared. Well, yours has gone halfway down your legs. You just don't know where it is. <laughs> Thank you, that. No, yours is... You've always had quite a flat bottom. Well, I know, but it's got flatter, but why would I bother about that? Well, yeah, a ridiculous d- thing to worry about. Yeah, um... <laughs> yes, yes, we, we, we worry, we obsess about other bits of us, but we yeah. decided this 2019, we're not going to bother. But anyway, yeah. I looked at these pictures of Madonna. I don't know what was going on, because what it looked like... If I'm going to be horrible just for a few seconds, and then never again, I'm never going to say anything horrible ever again. Story. Shall I tell you what it looked like? Go on, then. It looked like she had... A low garden wall in her back garden. She'd knocked it down. Yeah. She knocked it down with a big hammer. And then she thought, well, I really need a skip <laughs> to get rid of the rubble. That's what I need. I need a skip, but I can't be bothered to hire a stuff skip. It down, you stuff it she down the back of her pants. Yeah, she's put it down the back of her pants. And then she's she's waddled down the road to where the next so skip is. So it's uneven. It's uneven. Yeah, it's really, really lumpy and oh, uneven. It dear. looks like she's got rubble up from a skip. That she needs going to put in the skip down the road, and that's obviously not a proper look, is it? No, I don't think so. I, the other, the other, only other reason for why Madonna's bottom looked like that in this particular photograph was that she'd gone on stage with her bobble hat and her phone <laughs> and her Greg's <laughs> vegan sausage roll in the back pocket and a keys. Put them all there. Yeah, she's got them all there. The other person as well who fascinated me uh, is the holiday antics of the rich and famous. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did actually see a picture of um, Pippa post-child. I did That did reach me, because I think that was in one of the papers. On St Bart's. On St Bart's, looking so skinny and ridiculously toned. Poor girl. That is cruel, isn't it? Yeah. That really is like some a woman throwing up the V-sign at the rest of womankind, saying, fuck you, basically. God, Jesus. That you, is that your New Year's resolution? <laughs> Start swearing more. Sorry, can I just apologise for that? That was just really I did Remember, we've got a bit role reversal here. Yeah, I know. My daughters might be listening to this podcast. I'm usually won't. the sweary one. I'm sorry about that. We are. No, but it was a bit I don't aggressive, know who you are anymore. 
We why, would, why would Pippa Middleton's, you know, probably it's just one of those things. She's a bit elastic, goes back to that way. No, oh, she's worked hard. I mean, she probably hasn't seen the child. Has she can't have done. She must have given birth, instantly gone to the gym. Instantly, 24 and then hours late. And then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's dis- that's a bit dysfunctional, isn't it? It's just cruel. It's just a cruel role model, that is. Well, I, it doesn't really bother me because they, they just belong. It's for me, looking at these people, and I think that's why I find this them quite relaxing and why I use celebrity therapy yeah. to get me through. Is It's like looking at a fish tank of another species. These are not my people. They are so apart from me, so yes, distant. And so, it. so it's just like going to an aquarium going, oh, look at that one. That's a weird one. Look at its <laughs> face. Why is it doing that? And that's what celebrities, you know, the big celebrities yeah. are to me. So tell me about the holiday antics that uh, cheered well, you the, up. Well, I got slightly obsessed. You've got to remember my mental health was not good at this point. Um, As evidenced by your phone call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Liz Hurley. Yeah. Um, and her doppelganger son. She's managed to breed a boy mm. who's so spectacularly beautiful and looks like her, but sort of slightly boyish. And he's now 16. And he's giving her her pout a run for its money. I mean, he is just, he is kind of pouting it up a storm in Dubai, obviously. A lot of these people go to, to Dubai. Yeah. So that we don't have to. <laughs> so that we don't have to, because it is a place built on blood. Obviously. The more you talk about this, the more I can see that it, it is a world or a fish tank, as you put it, that you are really quite immersed in, aren't you? Yeah, it's a, a it's fully my... immersive sort of. But whenever you go to see a, a therapist, a shrink, and you're in the waiting room, there's usually a fish tank. I mean, it is encouraged. I've kind of just taken the fish out of my fish tank and put Ooh, some people in it. I'm starting to understand what it must be like to be your therapist. I'm just starting to get a little glimpse of that. I just wonder what they, the, what the mm. celebrities would feel like if they looked in on me, you know, if they w- could watch me through my kitchen But you're window. a celebrity, so 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 it's not quite Very the same, grade. is it? Very low quite grade. the same. You've been on Celebrity, um, you know, well, for goodness sake, you were on the, in the jungle. You've That's done Splash, you've done all sorts. I mean, oh, yeah. Helen Ledra's done Splash as yes, well. We I can, we can that. chat about that. She was very scared. She was what, really, you weren't? I wasn't that. I wasn't as scared as Helen Ledra. Did, she, going, not, did she not even do it? Did yeah, she, she did she, do it. She did, yeah. We were both very brave. But I think she went off a lower board than me. I think she went off the three metre and I went off the... Was it just resting on the top? She jumped in. <laughs> She just jumped in. She jumped in off the side. That's what she did. We'll chat with Helen about that later. Mm. Anyway, talking about celebrities yes. and uh, Olivia Coleman. One, she's a good now. She's a good egg celebrity. Oh, very much so. We she's not like in the, the fish tank of freaks. She's in a sort of more normal fish tank of, of sort of normal fish. Um, and she won the Golden Globe. Oh, but have you seen it? Have no. you seen the favourite? Tell me about the favourite. <gasps> fantastic film. Fantastic story. I mean, funnily enough, I've sort of been aware of that story for, for quite a long time. Well, Sarah, Duchess of Marlborough, who whose husband was given Blenheim because he won this major battle at Blenheim, okay? Yeah. She was the richest woman in Europe when he died. Very powerful. And I got interested in her because apparently she used to, she lived until an old age and she was painted in old age very beautifully, which is which is unusual, isn't it? Yeah. But she was, you know, apparently she wore men out in bed until, you know, until she was in her 70s. Um, she parted until three in the morning until she was really old. 
so charismatic that she apparently eclipsed Queen Anne in the um, coronation procession with, you know, regaling the crowd. So very charismatic. Um, but, But had this relationship with Queen Anne, who was dowdy and, you know, very troubled by gout and all these miscarriages and not very sort of self-confident, formed this relationship, obviously sort of probably lesbian. Um, and she became the favourite in court and in the end sort of was running the court. Why did know? I get to play Queen Anne, the dowdy lesbian, <laughs> with the gout? Well, they probably had you in mind. Who, was it, who, who played that? Because I thought the two st- co-stars, her two co-stars were yeah. Emma Stone yes. and, yes. Uh, and the other beauty, are. young beauty. Yes. So who was the old bag? Well, Queen Anne, Olivia. Queen- Oh, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so no, so oh, so. Confused uh, me. No, Who so was Sarah? Sarah is the is the favourite, obviously, of the Queen. Hence the name. Um, and that's Olivia Coleman. No, Olivia Coleman is the Queen Anne. Okay, she's playing dowdy... Sarah. I don't know what her name is. I've, I've forgotten. That's hopeless, isn't it? Do you know what? I'm going to go out, have to see this film yeah, myself. Yeah, I'll yeah. go take a notebook What's, and a pen. I thought that was really quite interesting. What I just explained to you. Bits All of you it want were. to know. All you want to know is the act, the actress <laughs> who played Sarah. That's not the only time you've not known who... So far, you don't know who Sarah is in the film, the favourite. No. You weren't aware of Lady Gaga. <laughs> and what, now, there, was, there was another one you once told me when you were in... I think you were in America and you were with a, a table of rich and famous. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, I was, wasn't I? I told you about that last night. Um, well, we're in the 80s. I was quite sort of important, really, as a TV producer. Do you remember? Fly back in the day. Pe- yes, all right. I used to fly people over, you know, on Concord to do interviews on chat shows. But I was in Hollywood. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you were. Like I was. Did they let you um, in? Uh, yeah, funny enough, they did. And Zsa Gabor had this lunch for me, you know, with all her mates, obviously thinking, well, you know, they might get a few trips over yeah. to, to England as well. And it, I mean, it was terribly nice of her. She was, she was a lovely woman in lots of ways. And so, so she hosted this lunch and she sort of did the introductions and then we sat down and started to eat. I talked to one person, I can't remember who it was, turned to the person to my right, lovely guy, and I said, oh, and what do you do? Which was a ridiculous question in Hollywood. Do you know what he said? What? There was this awful pause and he said, <laughs> I'm Gene Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he said that, just... I'm Gene Kelly. Yeah. That's what I do. That's my job title. That's what my yeah, exactly. I don't have to do anything. I'm Gene Kelly. Um, our guest is here. I'm going to just finish off with a little hint for people uh, on the subject of uh, Hollywood celebrity. I've seen quite a lot of art over the uh, what was that period called between Christmas and New Year? I know, never know. Twi- Twistmas? No. Brick- depression. Twist- the the big yeah. depression. I like depre- that, but you see, that's my favourite bit. No, I, I was when you've done oh, all the prep and all that on stuff. On my knees, quiet not time. No, you got bored. Oh God! Uh, anyway, went to Tate Modern, hmm. and there's a great room, and it's a, photog- a photographer called Catherine Opie, and she's done fifty photographs of Elizabeth Taylor's. The inside of Elizabeth Taylor's house. Wow. Uh, just before she died and wow. just after. Faded glory. So faded glory. And some one beautiful little moment of a snapshot, literally a snapshot of Hollywood stroke old age. So it's a, a side table of Liz Taylor's house. There's a shrine to Michael Jackson. There's little silver heart-shaped boxes of jewellery or bits and bobs all over yeah. the place. And then 
lying next to it is a, a guide to using your television remote control. <laughs> which oh, I did. how fabulous. Yeah, because old age has absolutely, <gasps> yes. uh, honours nobody. Absolutely. You how can fa- be a, a Hollywood idea. star, but you still don't know what you're doing with your dib-dob-dob. Exactly, exactly. Whatever you call it, your dib-dob-dob. Uh, we are going to bring our guest in. Hurrah! Hey, have we got a little bit of uh, signature tune just to sort of cover it? You know, like we do when we're editing. Put in a signature tune now and it's seamless. 
what we were trying to do in that environment. I have to say that I find the younger generation of female comics, the 40-somethings that yeah. you're talking about, a lot more um, embracing of each other. Yes. And, uh, it's quite shocking. But, but people like Sarah Millican uh, is is really helpful to yes. other comics. I mean, we were madly slamming doors against each other, going, you can't come through, well, only let me through, don't... And I, I will yeah. admit to this now. And I, why were we so paranoid and rabid? I don't think we were. I, th- I, I think that... I, I think, again, that's a consequence of you as an artist who needed and was talent, is talented to express what you had to express. The environment you were in and myself, we, we had to kind of fight for it because so it wasn't normal. Yeah. And so that's what I mean about forgiving. I, I, I look back and think, you know, we were just doing what we had to do at the time. Mm. I value... Uh, connecting with other people and having that laugh with another comedian it's so rare it's so rare to find another mind like ours and you can put all that other stuff aside and have a laugh and shit your pants is the yeah. ideal <laughs> sort of apex of what you're describing but but it I think it's almost a, a bonus I think it was uh, it's not hard it was just that's when we came in and that's how it was it was very 80s it was the 80s and the yeah. 90s and we did what we had to do and we do what we do now and we did a double act that was an absolute disaster <laughs> needed a double yeah, act. It was it was funny. so short lived. But you you all... chased me though. You wanted me. You did chase me. <laughs> Um, and then I adored rehearsing with you. I think my rehearsing time with you was the best bit. I go round to your lovely flat, and you'd have marmite on rye vita and tomatoes. Yeah, I was still in my anorexic state. Yeah, and you had I've really recovered. beautiful handwriting and a beautiful notebook, and everything was neat. Whereas I was kind of all over the place, probably slimming pills at that time, <laughs> and very bad handwriting. God knows how we got it together. But my memories were having somewhere to go in the daytime <laughs> and and laughing yeah and yeah. whether or not and, oh. and because our and then we got it on stage but our extremities of your of who you are and who I am obviously are so different you became louder and louder <laughs> and I became tiny tiny little voice like I was there with my parents going I'm so sorry about my father singing loudly in <laughs> and I was just shouting was, yeah it was funny though, we did wasn't two it? gigs we did one in Shepherd's Bush uh, which was a disaster and then we did an even worse one we thought oh, this can't get any worse and then we did a second gig which was the final show was that in Camden? Uh, it? no it wasn't it was Islington oh, and yeah. you tried to climb over the roof to escape the audience mm. because what literally? yeah 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 she yeah. went out the fire it's yeah. such a coward um, um, yeah because well, you we... embarrass me so much <laughs> How did she embarrass you? Just because you're so loud. Oh, yeah, I was got loud and loud. When I get when I panic. Yes, I, I think that's I start now we shouting yeah. and swearing and getting really, yes. really mad. To compensate for this mousy well, friend she disappeared. that disappointed you and let yeah. you down terribly. I do have a very strong memory of failing at this gig in Islington and then turning around with me. And, that yeah, one. with you. Oh god. And you were climbing out of a window. <laughs> Uh, onto a fire escape with the intention. I said, where do you think you're going? She, you said, I think I can get on the roof. <laughs> I think you said, if we ca- I cannot walk out of this room normally no. because that means bumping into the people yes. who've seen us. Peer and group. I, yeah, uh, and I basically just put my coat on, head down and sort of like <laughs> ran out. And you, you tried to escape over the roof. Yeah. And I, I think by then, back. I didn't care whether you fell. <laughs> like where I know where's the loyalty, but I think that's we have to go. That was a 
actually it meant a lot there's two of us as you said at the beginning not many other people doing it together it was nice for us to do something together and we had fun about 10 years later and um, when I reread it about 10 years later I just thought this was just before it's time yeah everything we've done has been uh, before our time I mean, and, and timing is very important in comedy and that was the one thing we got wrong was we were a decade out I think we were uh, committed and dedicated and genuine in what we did and why we were doing it. Judith has been in, in you have a sharing team. a boat with me for a number of years now. And one thing that I wrote an article about this week in The Independent was, uh, and it came up on the Twitter, um, about how few women there are doing comedy travel shows. Or not, oh, yes. not even comedy, just comedians yeah. being yeah. allowed Leading, to do... avo- having a voice about uh, something. And, and uh, it was a, a tweet that was triggered by a girl called London Hughes, who's a, a younger stand-up. So London Hughes had met Whoopi Goldberg, who yeah. offered to do a, a travel show with her, but oh, no really? TV company was interested, which is just weird. Then more and more girls joined in this sort of mm. comedy Does that make thread. them get the work, though? Well, being uh, sort of saying, here I am, does that get you work? I oh, yes, that's an interesting question. I mean, Emma. that's why I'm asking it. That is a really interesting <laughs> but question. But you've got to pitch. But may I go back? This is, I mean, how long have we got? I absolutely agree with you, Jenny, and I, your Twitter work is, is sublime. But don't we know about women in comedy, and you and me sharing so much in mm. the beginning, is that we alarm people. Individual funny women in those days are alar- were alarming. But and my character less alarming now. Well, there are more people, but does that make them more interesting, better? It might. Or we have to hold fast to who we are and our authenticity, yours and mine. But if we ask for jobs, I sometimes think... Um, People don't like that, and it's uh, there. There are many ways to skin a cat. I think asking for things is still not doesn't get you the goal. It gets you heard, but it might not necessarily That's get a you very, the goal. Very interesting. God, thought. I was thinking of taking someone hostage. I get so <laughs> but, angry but that, about it. I was thinking of going quality. to the BBC with okay. a weapon. Okay, I love that, and I love that quality about you. What you do and how you express yourself is ahead of the time. It is. And I do it my way, more insidiously, but I, I do it my way. We're very different. But I do remember being asked on Newsnight, got phoned out. I do this story, I try and make it brief. I got asked on Newsnight to talk, and that you will love this, both of you, um, that uh, to come on Newsnight to talk about why there weren't enough women panellists on panellist games, right? Yeah. So I got asked, I was very excited, I thought, Newsnight, yes, mm-hmm. come on, I got my polemic where I got, I thought, yeah, I, I can do my sort of intellectual, I thought, yeah, that's me. Anyway, so I'm in Grouches, uh, that's not part of the story, it was just an accident, I had to meet someone, <laughs> so I'd had a couple of drinks, that wasn't why, and no real connection, got the <laughs> phone call for a very apologetic researcher, haven't we all been there, yeah. produced saying, oh, uh, you know when we asked you to come on, we, the car was going to pick me up, uh, it's been cancelled I said why he said well uh, we got more in Lipman <laughs> so I said what you asking me to, ca- to come on to talk about why now you've cancelled it because you've got too many w- women talking about why there aren't enough women and then they put an impressionist at the end to do a turn to that was their um, expression of w- and nothing wrong with women impressionists don't get me wrong but it's like they had to do a turn they couldn't actually yes, kind of pursue of the they couldn't pursue uh, the the debate yes. and I think that was about five years ago so then I wrote to Danny Cohen who was head mm-hmm. of BBC at the time talk, uh, trying to say the irony of that mm-hmm. got the meeting and then uh, he's oh the first thing he said well, how can he help I thought how can he help you can be bloody serious mate 
But I didn't. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> but I didn't say that. And then he did say, and this is genuine. He's left now, but he said, "Well, we all know who you are." I thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you, well, because I've been around, I mean, I'm yeah. 500 years old. Of course you'd know who I am. But um, anyway, it was one of those examples of getting seen, a person doing the right thing by seeing me, me saying a sort of legitimate point, and then nothing happening. But women who are loud, who place themselves as outsiders, which stand-up comedy elements just go hand-in-hand hand with that to an extent, we society's not quite comfortable with us I yet. think much more comfortable than they used to be. With the 40-year-olds. Yeah. And it's for them yeah. to we do... do yes, but, I, I have to be a bit more gracious about it. I actually sort of have had to come to the terms with television is not my medium. And we have to sort of get the work elsewhere. We have to tour. We because, have to write books. Yeah, but Now, write books. We need to grill you I about I talk quick. to you all day. But, um, <laughs> and I won't, I won't have to force me to come out of the studio. Talk I, us through Splash. Well, your experience of Splash, you were really scared. I um, I do this um story uh, that it was helped by you when I, you know, I went back to do stand up this summer. Yes, I know. Just I'm, to I see if I on that could as well. do it, uh, and that was interesting. But but my Splash story was one of the Splash stories was um, in the second series. So my version, I insist they took me to Harrods like it was some kind of treat to get a swimming costume <laughs> and I thought like I was supposed to be excited, I just the depression of being in a, putting on a swimming suit. So I made her put lace around my yeah. down belows in a sort of so it was a swimming frog yeah. and then you told me in the second series that they didn't allow the celebrities to have their down belows covered by any kind of lace or frockness yeah. so that I'm so that everything was exposed particularly with the angle of the of the Camera. female yeah. putenda on the diving board, which um, I think it was just, uh, they, and I think it was just so that the viewing figures uh, had to be kept high or horrified, <laughs> wasn't it, in the second series because they were struggling. But you know, the sensible woman would go, "Can I please have yeah. some yes. lace on my down belows? Otherwise, mm. how am I going to even walk up the diving board?" What I want to ask you about is um, the the quip thing because mm. this was your idea. It, so four years I have been doing this, uh, trying to get this uh, prize together. I've been banging on about it. The reason why I did set it up was, uh, so I'm now contradicting myself, I was angry. There was a bit of anger. Explain to us what it is. Right. What so is. Comedy Women in Print is a prize in its first year that not only gives a prize to published uh, novels that have been written in a certain year, so I don't know when your last one was. Obviously, I'm not going to be on the judging panel because I can't do that because I couldn't take the responsibility. Um, or the bribes. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I meant. <laughs> Clever, you, you're in there. Um, and the other one is to nurture unpublished writing and then Harper Fiction are going to publish the winner of the unpublished. So finally, after four years, it is actually doing top and bottom, bottom and top. So, because I thought, I got nominated for the P.G. Woodhouse um, Comedy Literary Award with my book. But then I thought, so where is a prize for female comedy fiction? And then what, exclusively, as there was in the Women's Prize for Female Fiction, was called the Baileys. Mm -hmm. So I thought, there is a need for it. There is a market. So I'm doing this job. There will be an event in July and it's happening. But it means I can't do anything else. Because every time I sit down to write my next book, um, I've got to also beg people this is the thing it's put me in a very uh, position where I have to go and sort of do namaste actions to people because I'm having to ask people to do things for the thing even though I'm obviously not getting a thing out of it personally except probably a CBE not because I'd obviously <laughs> hand that back and I'm not the type yeah. um, to be given one or hand it back therefore and uh, it's it's just taken over my life and 
Um, but it's a good thing. It is. It is a very good thing. Thank you. No, there's a proper publisher. publisher involved. But I oh, and the University of Hertfordshire is giving an MA to the if they want one. Uh, it costs about six grand to have an MA to the runner-up. So are you asking for people to apply for, to your competition? Yes, because the deadline, Judith, is at the end of February. And so um, the, we've had quite a lot of published books already um, sent yep. uh, from are publishers. Are they already being published or about yeah, to be published no, before published a No, published within the time okay. frame of what we said on the website. So we've got a lot, interestingly, of female fiction books in, Good. published. Yeah. And then with the unpublished people, they need to to get their cha- two chapters and synopsis in by the end of February. Right. And then they get shortlisted. And then then we have a party in July. Who have you got as judges? Well, we haven't got them all in place, which is right. why I was coming to, our, to beg. Uh, well, the, we've got Marion Keys. Oh, that's fantastic. fantastic. And uh, Alison Pearson. I mean, both and have I, written the, comedy books. Well, not comedy, ha, ha, ha. Alison got nominated. Yeah. But they uh, gave me their support at the very beginning. And the rest I'm filling in. So we need two different panels for the unpublished and the published. So mm, please help. We'll have a chat about that. Yes, later, maybe. <laughs> definitely. Um, anyway, listen, you've been you've been a, an exhausting guest. I'm sorry, I can't help it. Judith and I are very very tired now, and we've I got know. to do another show. Goodbye. So what we're going to do is we're going to let you go, yep. and then we're going Quickly. to turn the lights off. You made off. me think so much, though. Oh, you really have. No, you've been really stimulating today. No, so. no, you're fascinating. I need you've got such depth. She, I'm needs, to, I'm she gonna... really wants me to go. That's like okay, Judith. Enough of the nice. I'm underlining. Helen, leave. Okay, I'm taking my headphones off. Ladies and gentlemen, I have finished my decaf um, and I will leave the premises. Your job here is done. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Wow. (laughs) 